Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Work with Dwayne Bussey with Bull Marketing. Uh, the livestock futures are mixed this morning, kind of lower hogs to the plus side. And over in the grain trade, we started off with pretty much everything lower. Although the good news is soybeans have started to come off their lows. And Dwayne, talk a little bit about that. Did we just find support there? Or what's going on? Well, I, I kind of think so, Michelle. You know, overnight we hit uh, what I call one of our key supports that we have left, 1175. It's kind of surprising to see that happen in the overnight and then the, the day trade bounce off at that. Well, I'm still generally kind of bearish the soybean market. Um, I understand, you know, maybe there's some shorts that wanted to get out right there. I mean, I was targeting that to get out, but didn't have orders in place. You know, impressed with the market bouncing back this morning because everything else has got a whole lot of red on the screen. Yeah, it's uh, you said it's for Valentine's Day, so we'll go with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of red for Valentine's Day this morning. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and we'll talk about the red and corn and uh, wheat futures in a moment. But soybeans, the other question I have is, you know, we're starting to take a little of the carry out of the market. So the market is basically saying maybe we need some supplies here. But you and I said before we went on, maybe this is just some China rumors again. Yeah, you brought that up. I got to give you credit for that. And, and it's a combination of the two commodities. We were talking about soybeans and lean hogs. And I'm sure we'll get to that later too. But lean hogs shot up sharply higher this morning. And I, I don't see any news saying they had to. It's not like we had flash export sales for either of these. So yes, China's on a holiday. But the last couple of years, when we say they're on a holiday and we expect a quiet trade, nothing will happen. Somebody's over there working. And, and maybe there was some purchases this morning that we'll find out either later today or some trade rumors or or tomorrow or something in the export sales flash. But eh, I mean, wh whatever it is, I, I still sadly think it's somewhat temporary in the soybean market. You know, I think there are certain crushed plants that do need the beans, but the basis, at least up here in my neck of the woods, really isn't improving that much. It's starting to improve a little bit, but not enough to pay for the storage and the interest costs, that's for sure. And, and you know, with the rains in Argentina this past weekend, Michelle, I, and the forecast of rains for Brazil, maybe the weather scare is starting to actually close that window in South America. Um, I know we still got a long season of the second crop corn in Brazil, but with the forecast and the rains are getting, it's hard to really get a weather scare out of South America anymore. Yeah, and that may be why these markets can't find a bottom. And to that point, corn making new contract lows again this morning. I also have to wonder if there's some apprehension as we go into the USDA Ag Outlook meeting tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, we're kind of in a, a time frame of year where trade can get a little bit boring, a little lackluster for the news. And the Outlook Forum comes out, which is really just for budget purposes. We shouldn't make a big deal of it, but we do because we got nothing else to trade, you know, especially if we're not getting any export sales flashes. And you know, those trade estimates came out and the ending stocks look bearish for corn and soybeans both. But we got to remember in this budget, then, you know, you assume trend line or even higher yield. You just, you know, put a guess at the acres. And, and that's what I will watch tomorrow morning when they come out is the acre guess. And well, they've got corn acres down a little bit, but remember with our carry out from the old crop here, corn acres could be down 4 million, I suggest. But to your point, if we have a nice warm spring and fertilizer prices are down, seed and chemical down a little bit, guys will still plant corn and try to get bushels to try to make something work this year. So if those corn acres don't come down, that ending stock number is going to creep closer to 3 billion or at least 2.5 plus. And I think that's the selling you're seeing here today. And where do you find support on the charts here now that we've made another new contract low? Well, <laughs> yeah, I really don't. You got to look at some continuous charts. And and one thing I thought about, um, and this is more just 
experience trading for 20 plus years of how this could go. I, even I've got a lot of producers that are still along the March board buying bushels back and you know they, they want to be right. They don't want to give up. Sometimes these markets psychologically need to go to a point where the bulls give up and, and then maybe that'll be the low. And I kind of wonder if that isn't that like 393 to 399 area. You get that three in front. I, I know I think I'd have producers who say, oh my gosh, get me out of the March corn. It's just, it's never going to go higher again. And when you hear that talk, that's the low. And I know, so that's another 24 cents from here, but it it's possible. We do have some support right at 425 too, but I, I just got a feeling we're going to go down. Funds are going to keep selling. We might see a three in front of it yet. Yeah, funds keep selling and farmers probably selling at some point here as we head into delivery on those March contracts, I would think so. Yeah, I think so too. What about the wheat market? More new contract lows there in both Minneapolis and in the Kansas City wheat. Is there mm -hmm. anything in particular that you think is triggering that? You know, maybe there's some outside market news. I mean, Ukraine has plenty of wheat and, um, you know, it sounds like they just want to get rid of it, you know, whatever, um, to get some cash. And, and Russia obviously still has a lot of wheat. Um, our supplies are a little bit tight here domestically, especially when it comes to the spring wheat. So I've been a little bit frustrated that market can't find a bottom. But if we're not going to export it out of here to someone else, our tight supplies are adequate then, I should say. And I think the wheat trade today is maybe a, a reaction from yesterday's CPI number where we had the U.S. dollar trade sharply higher. Because yeah. usually when the dollar goes sharply up, wheat goes lower. And wheat held in there okay yesterday. A lot of spreading going on. You know, when you look at Chicago wheat, you know, the front spreads are gaining on the back. So it almost looks like there's some demand starting to happen here, but eh, not today. Today, I think we're reacting to a sharply higher dollar. Well, and in addition to that, you've got Russia saying they're going to increase their wheat quota. You've got Ukraine, as you point out, saying, hey, we've got 50 million metric yeah. tons of surplus. We're going to get rid of it. We don't care the price. So that doesn't help, <laughs> does it? No, that's not good at all. When someone says they have that much wheat and they want to just get rid of it, um, <laughs> our price isn't going to go higher than to, you know, like to my point, like our stocks are tight, but it doesn't matter if no one buys it. Yeah. Let me point out 50 million metric tons. That's not all wheat, but it's just right. the pressure that I think you get on the market, corn, wheat, whatever it might be. Yeah. Cattle market. What do you think there? We're down today. Is this some routine profit taking or are we starting a bigger correction? I think it's just the profit taking. I think it's just set up, you know, yesterday, I think we were lower on the opening after the negative CPI numbers, you know, so it was a money flow thing. Um, fundamentals are still strong, but this market is very overbought. And just as a trader, when you see those overbought conditions, you try to warn everybody like at any point in time, feeders could pull back four to $5 and still be in a bullish market just to correct the overbought position. And, and maybe that's what we're doing here. At least that's really what I think we're doing. Because I think the fundamentals still look really good. Man, cash meters are just on fire, aren't they? So now you've got March back down to where cash is kind of trading and cash has been trending higher. So I think you find support here pretty quick. Now, it could also be a little bit, you know, I mean, Packers play this game too, right? In this futures market, maybe knowing that we've traded lower last couple of days, maybe they came in and sold this market a little bit, trying to get the the week longs nervous and get out to maybe force the market down a little bit easier for them to buy lower cash cattle trade, which I don't think they'll get lower cash cattle trade. I think we'll be 183 plus this week, but uh, a long rambling answer to, yeah, I think it's just profit taking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the CPI number here again yesterday and what happened with the stock market certainly didn't help. No, it didn't at all. And I'm glad you brought that up, Michelle, because I, you know, longer term people are concerned, will this hurt our demand? I, in the short term, I don't think so, though. 
Hogs. I think we had a gap higher opening this morning, and I'm, I don't know if it's a China rumor, as we mentioned earlier, or do you think it's just some cattle hog spreading going on? Maybe a combination of both, but man, you know, cattle hog spreading shouldn't be this violent between the two, I wouldn't think. But th that is a lot of the trade. A lot of the trade in livestock is spreading. But I kind of like your idea of, I, I wonder if an hour from now, of course, after we do the interview, we hear something about China and maybe their hog herd, they stop liquidating, you know, their hog herd or, you know, they've been good buying us lately too. So maybe tomorrow's export sales will have a nice, nice purchase in there. Um, kind of out of nowhere, surprised me a little bit in the hogs. Um, but I, I guess if it's green, I'll take it. Like I said, everything else is red for Valentine's Day. So that's the one green market today. Well, we happened to do this last week right before the export sales report. So you, to your point, maybe that's the idea is that we're going to see yep. good weekly exports and maybe China part of that. So uh, good point yeah. that you make there. A, All right. a point I'd like to bring up, Michelle, is that, you know, in these markets, a lot of times, you know, the market's going to move before we know the news. That's just the way it good is. Point. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks for joining us, Dwayne Bussey with Bolt Marketing. That is Markets Now.